Well, well, welcome to Between Sundays. My name is Tyler, and I hope you hear that dinner bell ringing because it's supper time. We're taking lessons away from the Last Supper. So please take off your robes and sandals as you come inside. What's for dinner, you ask? Oh, it's just a main course of servant leadership with a side of corns and extra helping of toe jam. Now, don't everybody jump at once. All those who are first will be last, and all employees must wash your feet before returning to work. So let's flip everything upside down and welcome in our favorite pedicurists, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to imagine like a year from now, these are going to get really weird. That, like, was, that was nasty. Nasty. Well, that was the whole point, I think. Yeah. I, okay. We're talking about feet today. My goodness. Guys, when I wrote that intro, I got to be honest. <laughs> I was, no. do you gag a little bit? As yeah, you wrote it? I was gagging, but I also, ha- I didn't know, like, what do you call somebody who gives you a pedicure? A pe- it's not a podiatrist. What's that? I think it's a pedicurist, I would say but pedicurist. I didn't know that. So I was Googling things about pedicures and <laughs> tip, don't ever, ever Google diabetic feet. <laughs> don't do it. I have seen it. Oh no, it's terrible. Yeah. Anyways. In, in Haiti. Yeah. Guys, today we're talking about Last Supper, new <laughs> sermon series. <laughs> Barry gave a message this past weekend. So good news. You're here. Yeah. We're, we're all- uh, Got we're a all, small little crew today. It's just the yep, three of just us. Just the three of us. Last time we had like 15 people in here. And, yeah. Yep. This is nice. This is homey. But uh, <laughs> I want to hear what's going on in your lives. What's going on? I'm just going to give my blanket. I preached this week, so nothing of oh. note other than the fact that it just kind of consumes all of your life. Had so. a little bit better weather last week, so that's hopefully true. you got outside. Like for a couple minutes All right, between my car and the building, it was, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful nice. walk. Now, I know you, you don't think you have much to talk about in pertaining to last week, and maybe that's true, but maybe now is the time that I should ask you, you delivered unto us this week the funnest fact of all of your fun facts. So which, you had some fun even while oh you were yeah, working. There was a That's good true. One. Are you the talking about the, which one? Fact. The one that I took extra time to screenshot on my phone and blow up the little guy you created who yeah. was flipping oh, the tables. I didn't know what that was. It was you didn't genius. know what that was? I was trying. Thank you. It's not my, it's a thing. It's a meme on the and internet. And it was worship together weekend. So I had both my kids to pass my phone to and say, look at this. Look what he did. Look at I the little arms. They're flipping I, the table. Do I you knew. Think? I oh knew that's what it was, but I didn't see it. How long you did it take it? you it was to like create a, that? It was like a magic I, eye. I Googled arm flipping no table no text thing. And it was the <laughs> first Diabetic thing. Feet. I'm telling serious? you, it's a meme. It exists. It's like people use it a lot in like Twitter and stuff. So, no. oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So I just, it was a reference to something already created. I am no genius. It was the greatest thing that I've ever seen appear <laughs> on the Grace Church app. I thought date. you were going to say the funnest fact was Jesus is pretty cool. That was also fun. And again, on a worship together weekend, so cool to be able to pass the phone to my kids. All that said, that's <laughs> yeah. not how it's, that's not what it said. Oh, what did it say? It said, fun fact, isn't Jesus cool? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a question. Yeah. It's a question. That's not, it's the whole point. It's not a fact. It's oh, okay. not, it's nothing. It's just a statement uh, of <laughs> question. Questioning. <laughs> <laughs> Marin, speaking of your phone. Yo, no, 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 no. Oh man. You came in here a little distraught. I'm still distraught. Tell us, flustered even. What, oh my goodness. What is going on? You have a new phone. I do. I have a new phone. We we switched providers this weekend. Yeah. From uh, who to who? <laughs> Stop. Let's make sure we don't talk about any of our sponsors. Yeah. We were with Sprint and now 
whether you want to believe me or not, we are with Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity? I don't think that's a real thing. Did Comcast (laughs) buy Xfinity? Jen has got you all mixed up. (laughs) Everyone is mixed up. So I, I don't know why. We have a family of four and we currently... Because of this weird phone mix-up switcheroo thing we're trying to do, which ultimately is supposed to save us money, we have six cell phones in our possession at this point in time. That all working? Be, like all part, like partly. <laughs> so if I carried two all phones, together make one phone. Exactly. Yeah. If I carried two phones right now, I'd have everything I need because my work email is still on my old phone, and gotcha. I can't get it on my new phone yet, which messed up my calendar. And I almost missed a meeting this morning. Everything's messed up. Yesterday, I was walking around with my phone, my phone number, but Jed's pictures, Jed's social media, Jed's contacts. Jed set you up. Jed's contact names. Yeah. Like my mom was what's, in there, not his mom. What's it was your like wallpaper Maria. a picture of you? Because that's picture of my wallpaper. No, but like the weirdest Jed's thing phone. was when Jed called me, it didn't say like Jed. It, <laughs> it just said, said myself. It, it said, said Jed. Yeah. No, it didn't even say Jed. It said me or four others. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. That's what you get when you get a fake company that gives <laughs> you cell phone company. service. I don't know, but everything we just is moved upside our down. Cell phone service to Arby's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Arby's Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We have the meats and know. cell phone services that will cut your cost by half. I will yeah, say, I've said it on this of. podcast before. Like Jed says that Ikea is a soul draining experience. Yeah. Like it's his least favorite thing on earth. That's me at a cell phone store. I will, I'd rather send Jed every single time. I don't know what they're saying. Jed can talk to me about phone things for approximately three seconds before my mind just starts to tune him out. I can't do it. <laughs> so what are you going like, to do? You just got to make sure that you you connect to the Wi-Fi. Or <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yes, I watch his lips moving and I smile and I stand still. I just stand still. Oh man. So uh, what are you, you going to do? Um, I'm waiting for it to, I'm waiting for the dust to settle. You think it's so, still coming in? It's got to sort itself out. And you realize yeah, the dust know. doesn't just settle. There's no like phone gravity that just like so draws I'm, You have to actually do the things. I don't know. I'm yeah. saying that because yesterday all like 58 apps or however many apps I have, they all had that like time wheel, <laughs> like slowly. Like it was downloading? Yeah. Like, yeah. like the dust was settling yeah, and uh-huh. I was looking at my phone, like it's all going to be okay mm-hmm. pretty soon. You'll get there. Just soon. 28 minutes from now. Understand, I'm it'll not all be Jed. fine. Yeah. Soon this case that's on you that doesn't allow the camera to work will. It's oh, yeah. just unbelievable how like important these little palm devices have become. Yeah. Like you're a prisoner. I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I you don't realize it until everything has changed. How often you'd reach for your phone to check that work email or reach yeah. to your phone to check whatever, like every little thing. You're in trouble. Jed I'm set you in up. so much trouble. Well, let's look at the bright side. Sure, the phone may be really confusing. Uh, some of your stuff isn't working, but at <laughs> least none of your headphones can plug into it anymore. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So you've got that. Worst part. News. Worst part <laughs> entirely. Yeah, it's bad. Pray for me, y'all. What else First is going First world on? problems. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. What'd you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? My in-laws came in to visit. Oh. They stayed with us. My son played in Fishers for both services for the worship together. He played drums. So we had- Don't say that like it's just like, hey, news update. My son played. It was amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was really proud of him. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that Jaden, awesome. who is in eighth grade- Yes. Led- the Fishers congregation in worship on the drum set. Yeah. 
and he he crushed it. I was just so proud. How did he feel about it afterwards? That's was he the like best pumped part. up or? Yeah, that's the best part for me. Like he can be a perfectionist, which in one way makes him an excellent musician. And in another way, it's it's his downfall if he can't forgive himself for like sure. making one mistake, yeah. you know? Um, so I asked him how he felt afterward and he said that he was really proud of himself. That's and he good. said it in the most like mature and like just sincere way. That I was like, okay, that's that's the best. Man. Right on. And like, so he he had quite a day. Actually, both my kids did. He served in both services. So when you serve at Fisher's, I don't know if people know how early you get there. You get there about 6.50 a.m. It's yes. actually earlier than North Indy to get yeah. to Fisher's. Oh, I found that out this weekend. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you were service director. I was there, yeah. I've hosted yes. there. It's it's rough. Yeah, yeah. So he gets there all <laughs> Fisher's early. Fisher's great place. Yeah, we love you. We love you. Just a little too early there. Mornings though. <laughs> 10 yeah. minutes, man. Could you give us 10 minutes? Can you make it seven? This is a plea. <laughs> yeah, that, plea. it's just like psychological it is. Feels. It would make all the difference in the world. If it's, it's like they, 10 they minutes, would just say 7 a.m. It's like, might as well be noon <laughs> yeah. if it's 7 a.m. Yeah. So he goes and bear in mind, this is the one weekend that I have had off, which yeah. maybe I'll just drop this here. The greatest thing happened. I got sick on Thursday. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. You don't understand how really awesome this is. You. I lost my voice Friday into Saturday. Had I been on I would have been losing my mind. By like, on, what do you mean? Like leading worship that weekend okay. anywhere. Like I'm on three weekends and I'm off one weekend. So if I'm going to get sick, it has to be the one weekend that I'm not on anywhere. You know what's better than that though? No. Being it's not. off and also not being nope. sick. I just, yeah. I was thrilled I think to death. like that too. I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for this sickness right yeah. now. If I not feel sick when I have to do something, I try to stretch it out until... I'm done because once I'm done, I don't care how sick I get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. It was the best thing ever to be sick this weekend, well, not next weekend or the yeah. weekend before. Yeah. Super so cool. are you able to make it to Fisher's to watch? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. Yeah. No. We, we, we have for the to world. be there like wrapped in, wrapped in like your bed comforter and like. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, but no, I didn't have to. Guys. Um, but I recorded the whole thing. On your phone. On, my on phone. your new phone. How'd it go? It's lost forever. Oh no. It's, oh no. There you are. I'm telling you, my world is upside down. Is it because this, the case covers over the camera? <laughs> yeah, you're, you have a case right now that covers no, over the lens. No, that is not why. <laughs> that but... might be the problem. Like, no. all I see is black. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I lost the whole thing. It's so sorry. That's a bummer. I'm sorry. But no, it was cool. They, uh, my, my parents came in Sunday. So yesterday, Jed entertained both sets of parents oh, while yeah. I went to Covenant Community and both uh -huh. of my kids served in Little One's Way. Jaden worked all morning and then went and served the young kids and, mm -hmm. and loved it. Came Jayden, away all smiles. Jaden is starting to annoy me about how cool he <laughs> because is. Because he's amazing? Yeah. 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 Like it, it's okay if he's like cooler than we were back then, but it, when he starts to get cooler than we are right now, <laughs> yeah. it becomes a bit of a yeah, problem. Just let problem. him set the example for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was fangirling <laughs> hard for Jaden yesterday. <laughs> I was going insane. Like I saw Marin who had her fake phone camera <laughs> recording. And I was like, man, I wish I was Marin recording my son playing the drums right now. And then as soon as service was over both times, you like ran up to him and gave him a hug and Ugh. I was yeah. like, man, I wish I could do that right now. I wish so I you, could run up and give him a hug. So you immediately you went home. run up and give him a hug. That would totally well, be fine. No, <laughs> he's not his I, son. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've talked to him maybe once. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, uh, this guy hugged me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when I saw him, I was like, 
dude, that was amazing. He's like, yeah, thanks. I was like, is that easy for you? Cause it looks really easy. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, it kind of is. Cause I've had two weeks to prepare. So it was pretty easy. <laughs> I was like, of course, Jaden, of course it's really easy for you. Did you go home and have a, have a talk with Milo? Yeah. Said, look, <laughs> look, buddy, you've got some work to do. I just put drumsticks in his hand and said, no, no. At Milo's me. age. Well, not at Milo's age. Jaden would grab anything, bobby pins, like paintbrushes, every little thing that was remotely stick shaped became drumsticks and he just would drum on everything. I love, okay, can we get the audio of that video of him playing? When was he? Four? Two. Two? Mm. Impossible. He was two years old playing the drums? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. My two-year-old thrasher, look it up. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's like screaming while he plays, yes. which is what makes... I, I liked it on YouTube. I can pull it up. It is life-changing to watch yeah, that. see if I can pull it up. I thought, honestly, when <laughs> I saw the video, I thought there's no way that's actually Jaden. I thought it was just like, look at this video of a cute two-year-old. <laughs> this is what we remember Jaden being kind of like. And then it was like, oh, no, that's actually him. No, he's oh. actually that good at drums. I love that we have that. I love that we have that like time capsule of him at that age with his Art Garfunkel Afro blonde (laughs) as the day is long. There he is. First one. Here it is. Here we go. (laughs) Keep rocking out. Oh baby. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad was in like a hardcore band at the time. And that's why he's screaming like that. Uh-huh. And right there he says, does that sound like grandpapa? <laughs> like two. He's better at drumming than I am or ever could be. <laughs> he doesn't scream like that anymore. <laughs> so... If people want to see this for themselves, what do they what do they search on YouTube? They search. I can't believe we went here today. I'm my two year old Thrasher. Yeah, is what, the is number what you, two. My the number two, and then YR for year. My two year old Thrasher. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I mean Milo can scream like that. He's seven months old. He can scream like that for sure. Half, but half of, halfway there. Not while he's keeping an actual rhythm. Yeah, he had this thing going that on. That is insane. Jaden. Yeah. Look, Jaden, you're, you're intimidating you us. Jaden, you made it, man. <laughs> so somebody asked me Sunday after church, how does Desi do on days like today? And this is important to talk about because, I mean, well, oh, we've brother, all got siblings. Brother. and when her yeah, brother's in the spotlight. Right. And, yeah. and how does that affect her? And I was honest with the person who asked me, like, you know, I don't know. I think, I think sometimes it, it's hard for her growing up in his shadow or, or anything like that. So then the coolest thing happened. Oh, she comes. Every, Emily, cut everything out we said about Jaden. <laughs> yeah, could you just cut that Roll it back. Yeah. Um, we get to Covenant Community and she's super excited to serve with the kids. She loves doing that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't know to expect this, but Susan Yonan, Rob Yonan's our pastor of North Indies, Susan came with a gift for Desi. Just, it wasn't her birthday. Just it's because. not Christmas, a just because gift. For That's one, cool. who Desi's among awesome. us gives just because gifts? Nobody. That's already it's not amazing. My gift. <laughs> not my love I language. had no idea what she got her. She just, for some reason, thought of something that Desi might like and brought it to Desi. She gave That's it cool. to Des after church, after covenant community, community, I should say. And it was this care package that was just so perfectly in tune with who my daughter is. It wow. was every possible thing under the sun necessary for making slime. slime. Food coloring, 
different types of glue, bowls, so she can stop ruining my bowls. Yeah, get a your spatula, hands off the fiesta wear. A spatula <laughs> that's better than the spatula I currently possess. Wow. <laughs> Ziploc, like everything, like sweet borax so she's so into slime oh my goodness and the best part was these little foam beads and this was super cool because desi wants to make not just slime phloem she wants to make phloem so saturday night my in-laws are in town and desi's on amazon and she's looking up how much would it cost to get some phloem she's super broke right now (laughs) desi would admit (laughs) gotta get a job but she's looking for these foam beads and literally like not even 24 hours later this like gift comes down from on high and it's like Like manna from heaven everything she could ever want i can't tell you the last time i saw my daughter smile that big she talked all the way home from church i just want to hug that woman i just want to hug her what's her name again susan yeah, I just want to give her know? a hug. That, how did Susan we know? We went to Rob and Susan's house one time for lunch after church and Susan's grandkids were there and she's like grandma of the year with mm-hmm. slime everywhere for her grandkids. She also has a great system. She lays down these tablecloths, like the plasticky kind, mm-hmm. so that the kids can just like go to town on the kitchen floor and play with their amazing slime. Like we're talking Rubbermaid bins the size of shoe boxes. Full of slime? Full of slime. Not a little bit of slime, not small containers, massive amounts of slime wow. Wow. for each grandkid and my daughter to just get lost in. What do you in. do with slime? It's What don't you do with slime, Tyler? <laughs> I mean like- It's a sensory thing. What do you like? Do you like throw it up against the wall and it sticks? No, or you no. You just like touch you it? You squish it around. You just touch it? You just like- let it hang like, and droop. Is it like and, stringy and like bouncy kind of or? Well, it, my my daughter should really be a guest on the pod if you want to talk slime. <laughs> Can because... we please have your kids be guests on the pod <laughs> oh, someday? Man. I just thought it was cool that like on a day that Jaden was just like getting swarmed with love and whatever. Yeah, Desi she got, got her, slime. her own little like That's awesome. happy gift from somebody who didn't even know that right. that would be the case. That's awesome. But like, yeah, God used Susan to bless my daughter and it kind of, was convicting and encouraging at the same time that like, hey, God could use me to bless somebody like that too. I just need wow. to be aware. I need to have my ears open mm-hmm. and listen. Cool. Thanks, Susan. It's amazing. That's awesome. Guys, have you ever had canker sores? Oh my yeah. goodness. Yes. You, yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she just offended that you would even say that. Yeah. No. You ever get those little bumps on your tongue? I have that. Uh-huh. And two canker sores at the same time. Are you time serious? Right I now. have two right now. Oh! It hurts so bad. So my bad. Goodness. It's it... ruining everything. It's worse than my phone. What do you do? What do you do for this? Don't you like rub <laughs> salt onto it? Can't believe we're having this conversation I, right now. I have definitely taken. I got you. You ever get this stuff? Kanka. I got this right here. This is for not, I mean, don't use this because this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for. Uh... But go to the store and get this. It's five bucks. Okay. Essentially, it's like a mouth pain liquid, maximum <laughs> strength. Oh, no. I want. You put serious. slime in there. Don't lie to me. They it hurt. A- it, there, so right now, I have a little bump on the tip of my tongue, and it hurts. So yes. if I put this on there, That'll it would feel it. like Novocaine. Like it would feel okay. like it kind of numbs the totally. Yeah. But then I don't know if I would be like slurring my words throughout the entire podcast. So I decided. So you guys to hold are both on. just sitting here in great pain and the last week <laughs> temperatures, food anything. I'm have, glad to know I'm not alone. I have a canker store on my gums, <laughs> oh, one on my lip, and one of those things that bump things uh-huh, on your tongue. Uh-huh, yeah. All just, at the same time. Just all up in your mouth today. <laughs> <laughs> Bad times. So don't you, you have to like, like swish around with salt water and stuff. The salt like helps to, Mm-mm, yeah, I just I've go to the that. store and buy I, mouth I've definitely taken things. sea salt and just like held it on there. 
There you go. Did Stings. you get yes. sick? Do you feel like you have a cold? Um, I feel like I might be getting one. Because mine usually accompanies being sick. And like, I was like down for the count Thursday, Friday, like I'm done. I can handle one. <laughs> what? I've Not never like a had network three. of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, a network of them. They just keep spreading, man. It's really bad. Oh, right, <laughs> well, now well, that we've established yeah. that. So that's what happened to you this week. <laughs> that's what I've been dealing with. <laughs> I, well, my point was going to be, I would rather wash so many more feet than deal with one more of these. Good transition. Canker sores. <laughs> wow. So that, yeah. Barry, you talked about <laughs> foot washing. I did. The servant <laughs> leadership. Yeah. This past weekend. Let's turn the corner and dig in. All right. Do you want to give us kind of a summary or recap for those who may have missed it or have forgotten about excellent services last weekend? Do you want to give us kind of the big idea of what you were talking about? No. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I will. Just kidding. Uh, no, basically, I Barry was on fire. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank and you. I was super proud of you because oh, it was, in my opinion, the best sermon I've heard you preach. Thank really? You. Wow. It was outrageously good. Wow. That means good. a lot. Thank you. Um, yeah, basically, I it was a the first third of it. I focused on trying to set up this whole series. The lessons from the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. We're basically spending four weeks all in John thirteen through seventeen, which are uh, basically it's the farewell discourse of Jesus, where he talks to his disciples essentially for the last time while they're all together. Uh, I mean, before the resurrection, and he basically tells them what's on his heart and what's on its mind. And one of the reasons I set it up was that when we look at the whole gospel of John, we realize that um, even as the farewell discourse in the upper room with the, the whole, with the disciples was Jesus saying sort of his most important stuff to his disciples, the gospel of John written at the end of his life was kind of like his own farewell discourse to the church. He was saying, Mm -hmm. this is what's most important to me. So when you look at that and you kind of look at the lensing there, you realize that the words that Jesus is sharing with his disciples are actually words that John is using to talk to the church, which includes us. And so in many ways, mm-hmm. the things that Jesus is saying to his and doing for his disciples is directly to us hmm. as much as it is to the disciples. So it's kind of, I mean, I don't know if people totally dug that or not, but to me, it's really, no, really important. Cool. Okay. So that was the first third. And then the rest of it, I focused just on the beginning of the last supper where Jesus washes his disciples feet. And I talked about, um, tried to put that in a little bit more context of how actually gross and nasty that would have been and how much of a, of a weird thing it would have been for someone with authority to have done the job of a servant or a slave. Uh, and, and then to turn around and tell his disciples, Hey, since I did this for you, you need to do this for one another. And then I, I basically talked at the end, trying to bring it to the modern day and say, what, who are the people uh, whose feet do you need to wash? And along mm-hmm. with that, what might that even look like? And so mm-hmm. that was essentially what it was. And the, the big idea was just God, you know, God is calling us, Jesus is calling us uh, to set aside our status and serve. Yep. That was pretty much so it. Super why, simple and so easy to live out. Yeah, <laughs> Which seriously. maybe is why it has Actually, been so quotable. We were talking about that before we started record, recording. There was There was a lot of stuff that is easily just, quotable is, is it because it was such a simple message? Do you think? Partially. I also think that it, it's one of those things, the actions, it, it's so provocative of what he did. It was so provocative that it rings true through every generation. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about, you know, Christ followers setting aside their authority and power and, and strength for the sake of those 
for others. And even ideas like Jesus washing the feet of Judas, Mm -hmm. someone who betrayed him. Like when you get those things in your mind, it's applicable in any time in any culture. And especially now living in the world that we're living in, which is full of pride Mm -hmm. and, and arrogance and hatred and division. It's like, it's like, yeah, that's actually pretty amazing mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. to think about what that would look like, especially if we were to live like that, uh, and what that would what message that would send. Mm-hmm. So, why was foot washing so like offensive for somebody in authority authority to do it? Why was it so offensive? Uh, well, I mean, I talked a little bit about this in the sermon, but um, it was it was a pretty filthy task. Now, there's some some theologians that would say, well, in fact, when these guys came into the, into the building, they would have had their feet washed. And so this was more of a symbolic act, but even so um, for you to kneel down in front of somebody, even if they're sitting to, and, and then take their feet in your hands, a, a feet are just, I mean, they're gross. kind of gross. No, they just gross. are. And they pick up lots of nastiness and stuff. And yeah. um, let's not forget back then, oh, this is going to get real gross. They didn't have like pit latrines. They didn't have, they didn't know that things like hookworm can crawl six feet. So you get hookworm through (laughs) your feet. And anyway, parasites Googling what can crawl through my feet right (laughs) now. Anyway, you're fine. You wear shoes. You're okay. And we take our excrement far, far away from us now. But all that to say, they didn't know about all that stuff. And so their feet would have been pretty much gross, nastified. They would have been awful. So anyway, the idea of you bending down, kneeling down with a towel around your waist, basically in your undergarments Mm -hmm. and taking your underlings feet in your hands and washing them with water and maybe some kind of soap or something like that is just, it's outrageous. Okay. It's outrageous. Um, in fact, okay. So one of friend of a friend of the pod, Mm -hmm. uh, a guy named, um, Gabriel or Gabriel David, who's mm-hmm. actually a Palestinian. He, he was a Palestinian Christian who grew up in the West Bank. And he came up and told me after, after service, or maybe it was after Covenant Community, one of the two, he told me uh, about his own upbringing where he actually had to wash the feet of people who were wearing sandals all no. the time. Oh, yeah. No and way. And first of all, he's a huge fan of the pod. So hey. uh, we- Pal of the pod. Yeah. So we're excited to have you listening, uh, Gabriel, <laughs> but let me, let me read what he wrote to me. Cause I think this is, I asked okay. him to write it in an email so I could kind of cool. uh, read it, but this is what he said. He said, the story of Jesus washing the disciples feet brings it home to me. When I was about 10 years old, my family would have some kind of celebration. The day of the celebration, everyone would wake up extra early. My dad would go and choose an animal to be slaughtered. And my brother and I would go to the well and draw water to fill the barrel for feet washing. We all hated that chore, as you might imagine. <laughs> then we would have to wait until the guests arrived. When, they fir- when the first guests arrived, the women would go inside and visit with my mom, grandmother, and aunts. And then the men would come towards us and take their sandals off and lift their robe higher. And then they would sit down on a chair and put their feet in a large basin. Oh, Gabrielle, I'm so sorry. My brother and I would take turns. One would wash and the other would pour the water. This was the most humbling chore I ever did. Mm. The feet were so dirty and sweaty and smelled awful. Oh my God. The water goodness. would get so dirty. We had to get rid of it and start over again. Oh God. Then he said this. I love this little, as I was thinking about this story, Jesus had to wash the feet of 12 disciples. That makes it 24 feet. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Wow. Isn't that cool? I mean, uh, thank you for that insight. That is super cool. Yeah. So, and also thank you for how nauseous you just made Tyler. Yeah. That's making my Seriously, day. Seriously, man. You Wish know, you could see his face right now. <laughs> I, I loved the sermon and the message. 
I was dreading this conversation. Because you have a thing Seriously? about feet, like do feet no. really gross you out or well, something? All right. No, it's not the feet part. It for There's a variety of things. One, it's like every wedding I go to, I see foot washing. What? You don't Some see people this? do that. Mm-mm. It's like the, the couples will wash, yeah. wash each other's no. feet in front of everybody. Mm-mm. No, not in my world. <laughs> it's oh. like... It's like it's like the new Unity Sand. No. Now it's uh, yeah. <laughs> now it's foot washing. Oh wow! Okay, so okay. that. Speaking of which, have I ever told you my idea? You know how people no. do like Unity Sand and Unity Candles. <laughs> I think this is the most hipster idea ever. Someone should do Unity Diffuser, where you each take your favorite <gasps> essential oils. Oh, no, uh, as your sense as the yes, sense eucalyptus of eucalyptus lavender. There yes, it is. there it is. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Wow. Pat, patented, patent pending unity wow, diffuser. Suddenly I need to renew my vows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's Sorry, the anyway. first one. The second one is I remember promise keepers. You would show up to an arena and there would be a part of this, the evening where you would have to wash the stranger's foot next to you. Mm-mm. <laughs> not so Not so much, man. There's not- a bunch of men taking their shoes off. But you're only washing one foot? No, both. In the Colts stadium. So who knows what's on the ground? <laughs> and then you wash each other's feet. Okay, I, for obvious reasons, never went to a Promise Keepers meeting. <laughs> was this like an every time thing? Like you knew like, I'm gonna I was, go, okay, I then like they're going to do the foot thing again. You, you only went one time? Yeah, okay. I went because- <laughs> I can't imagine why he wouldn't go back. <laughs> I don't remember why I went. I don't know if my dad went. I can't remember who I was with, but I. it was like, I didn't choose to go. Somebody invited me, so I went. And then that happened and I was like, that is disgusting. Okay. So I love the sermon. I love <laughs> that. But like, that's what's ringing in my head. I'm like these- pasty, sweaty feet. I'm like, ooh. Okay. Okay. So that's one part. The other part is just the idea of serving people I don't want to serve. That's a hard thing. Like in 2018 for me to grasp, grapple with. So I was having breakfast with my dad last week and I was talking about this coming up and I was like, do you see those guys with the bullet crowns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the church mm-hmm. last week. I was like, I don't want to wash their feet. I don't want to do that. And Barry's going to ask me who's that person in my life that (laughs) I don't want to wash their feet. And that's my answer. And I have, I'm having trouble Hmm. coming to grips with, yeah, but you still should anyways. I know I should, but that's why I've been dreading this conversation. Cause I I know like there, I'm just, there's some messages that you're like, yes, that's easy. And then there's some messages like, Oh, that's hard, but I really want to do it. And then mm-hmm. there's some messages that you're like, that's really hard and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was one of those for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the problem is the story doesn't really give us much of an out because I mentioned this in the sermon, but there's this one little t- tiny detail yes, several yes. verses later where it says, so Judas left at once. And you realize, wait, Judas left, which means he was there right. when it happened. When you put two and two together, Jesus washed the feet of Judas, yeah. mm-hmm. who literally that night was the one who betrayed him to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we're uh, going to put you on plane. When you, I mean, yeah, when you get <laughs> Send to that. you to bullet crown land. <laughs> no. You got some feet to wash. I know. I know. <laughs> well, what is, okay. What is it about these kinds of things where we have such a hard time? Like, why is it that it's so difficult for us to want to serve somebody that we disagree with their, their ideology so mm-hmm. vehemently? Like, what is it? 
Why is that such a, a, a catch for us? Don't you think it flares up your pride? Like I can think of people within the week, within the week that I did not want to serve. And mm. what's been cool for me is all of us here in this room right now go to a meeting weeks in advance where we discuss yesterday's service and we try to plan elements that help support your message. We don't write your message or anything like that, but you tell us basically where you're going with the big idea, you know, kind of puts some ideas in our heads and we come up with things that might help support. And so we've been thinking about your sermon and this subject and this passage of scripture for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And with that on my mind, going through some things interpersonally, just within my family or, you know, here at work or wherever, that was on my mind, this idea of it's a race to the bottom, yeah, you know, to serve another and to wash feed and all that stuff. So where I find it difficult, I think is where my pride starts to flare up. Like, mm, you mean that person? <laughs> right. Ah, you mean- right. Uh, you know, and it's hard and, you know, you, at least in my, in my situation, I had some time to grapple with it and then ultimately choose to lay myself down and, you know, do the right thing. Sometimes you don't even have time to think yeah, and it's just like reactionary, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like we've been, we've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about the, the idea that people don't deserve it. Because I mean, if we if we think about you know caring for the poor and the marginalized or something, generally we feel like, well, yeah, I mean, they deserve our help, they deserve mm -hmm. our love. But like someone who's arrogant or has put themselves in a terrible situation from their own dumb decisions, mm -hmm. like uh, yeah, that, I think that, that changes. It. It's like I don't think you deserve my service. Is how we feel humanly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you look at Jesus washing the, the feet of the guy who would betray him, mm -hmm. the feet of the guy who would deny him, the feet mm -hmm. of the guy who doubted that he actually was ri mm -hmm. risen from the grave. I mean, <laughs> these guys hadn't earned a totally. whole lot of foot washing from the, from the God of the universe. Yeah. Which actually that brings up uh, something I wanted to share that uh, one of our uh, associate pastor of musical worship, Kendra, Kendra Kirby sent me an email um, from uh, something that her, was it her mother? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. conversation she had. She with had her her, had a conversation with her mother, and they were talking about this idea of um, just it's sort of this provocative idea of God serving us, and, and I mean that's what we see Jesus serving the disciples. And uh, so I'm curious. I wanted to get you guys your guys's reaction mm -hmm. uh, because I, I did go there in my sermon briefly. I actually used a, that line. I said, um, "Do you believe that in a God?" that wants to serve you. Mm -hmm. And I, I kind of painted the idea, the painted the picture of Jesus wants to wash your feet. Will you let him wash your feet? Hmm. Because I, I, I was reacting to the fact that there's a lot of people who don't know that God really loves them and they don't believe that he could really forgive them. And I've heard them tell me that over, over and over again. So what do you think about that? When you think about the idea of God serving us and none of us deserve it, does that, inspire you? Does that humble mm. you? Does that frustrate you? What? It intrigues me because I have no problem with saying that God is our helper and that he helps us. Yeah. So yeah. couldn't serve just be another word for help. Um, when the scripture says that he came to serve and not to be served, like, okay, like it's, it's not such a wild concept, but just because we don't use those words very frequently, it kind of gives me pause yeah. of, Hey, I got to think about that. Let me chew on that for a little bit longer. 
Um, and then when I do, I'm like, well, no, yeah, yeah. He, he has modeled this. He forever makes intercession for us at the right hand of the father. Like he's still serving us right now, even as we speak, Yeah, you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's a language thing. I, I have no problem crying out to God and asking for his help, mm. um, which is essentially asking for his service, um, mm. asking him to serve, but we just don't word it that way very often. Right. And it's interesting with, with language, when we talk about help, that is asking something of a superior, help me because you're mm. superior to me. Bring it but home, if, Barry. If we're saying, <laughs> we're talking about a God <laughs> serving, then we are saying that in some sense, God then becomes our inferior, that we become the superior because he's serving us, which yeah. is, I think that's the, maybe the block. That's the rub. That just came to my mind as mm-hmm. you were saying that. That's what I was thinking too. Like, cause I don't have a problem asking God for help, mm-hmm. but if God was more, if God was broken like I am and he was looking at my feet, he w- or he was looking at me, he'd say, well, you got a bullet crown on your head. You know, like, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wash your feet anyways. Right. And that is more like revolutionary and thought provoking to me than, than linking it to help or just asking God for help because my feet are pretty dirty, but nobody has to know that. Cause I'm, nobody's literally washing my feet, but God knows that. And he's saying, I'm going, I want to do that anyways. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a greater picture of what you know, Jesus is, is all about and Christianity is all about. Um, but when you put it in those terms that he wants to serve you, he wants to get on his knees and actually like wash your feet symbolically that, that feels different to me because I know how dirty my feet are. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, I mentioned this, it is a, an image that sort of sets up the cross mm-hmm. and the crucifixion. Yeah. But I also think even now, because the cross has become so familiar to us, there's value in looking at that, that dying to himself that Christ did through the lens of foot washing, because it's such a different image. Uh, you know, we get the, we have all the, all the soteriology, all the theories and theology of, of our salvation through the cross that we are all, aware of. And we know that God died for our, you know, Jesus died for our sins. And, but like, then all of a sudden you, you flip it and you start looking at it from the context of our boss, our Lord, our master is our slave. <laughs> like when you start using those kinds of words, it all of a sudden takes yeah. everything into a new light and a new context, which is, I think why we're, yeah, having trouble wrapping our yeah. mind around it. You said that washing the disciples' feet was like the crucifixion in miniature. Yeah. I loved that you said that. Because you're right. We all have crosses around our necks and in our homes and tattooed to our bodies, but do we have wash, basin, wash basins? Right. You know what I mean? Right. We, we, we think about his sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, and obviously that is the thing that made a way for us to be united with the Father, but this act of laying himself down, this precursor, this cross in miniature. Um, do we focus on that right. as much as we ought to? Right. Poignant. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, that wasn't loud enough. Yeah. <laughs> People would be like, did he cough yeah. off mic or something? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. So I gave, uh, you guys don't have to do this if you don't want to, but you asked the question, Barry, like who are you, who's this person or who are the hundred people, hundreds of people that you don't want to do this for? 
for me, it's it's those folks out in Pennsylvania, and I've got to figure that out, right? Yeah. Um, well, you don't have to. Well, you I don't, don't have to because I've been living near a, them. No, but like you know, symbolically, like, I don't mean them literally. They, rep- like, they represent they represent something that I just. Ah, uh, it irks me. Like I get what you mean. I think I have a harder time with the people I live and work with and see every day than I do with people who are far from me. Okay, so there's a version in my in my life. There, it feels like there's there's iterations of that where I live, mm-hmm. like the bullet crown stuff. Um, but that is, that is just like a a visual representation of what we've seen mm-hmm. recently. That I'm like, gosh, that is not what Jesus wants. That is not what Jesus wants for his church. So when I see that, even when it's around me and I do see it around me, I'm like, I don't want to wash your feet. Mm. You, you're not representing what Jesus wants. Why should I basically? Right. right. Uh, so who is that for you guys? His name is Jen. No, right, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to yeah. get specific, but like, as I'm internalizing this, I'm like, oh, there are a lot of people. Cause I think of myself as pretty like, open-minded and accepting of everyone and just like letting everybody be themselves. But really like asking myself those questions, I'm like, Oh yeah, there's, there's plenty of people who um, are either too one way or the other, like politically or mm-hmm. um, where their ideology is theologically, so far from Yeah. Yours. I'm like, geez, I don't feel like I will want to do that. Want to symbolically wash those people's feet. So is there, is there that for you guys? Like, what is that? I have a, I have a really hard time loving or or serving people who are too big for their britches, people who find themselves mm-hmm. to be the most important person in the room, the people who mm. who know that they're the stars in the movie of their life and everyone else is just an extra. Like those kinds of yeah. people. I, I worked at Starbucks <laughs> and the number of people who came in and acted as if I was their like mm-hmm. bonded servant, like it was <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Or, you know, I'd have a, I'd have a, it'd be rush hour back when we, back in the golden age, when we had to pull shots by hand and not <laughs> have these like automated machines, you know, it was, it was an yeah. art form. I'd have like 12 drinks deep and I'm like, okay, I got to make this one and this one. So I'm, I'm calculating how much milk I need to make and half and half and blah, 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 all this random stuff. And then someone will like lean over the counter and be like, excuse me, is my grande latte going to be ready anytime soon. Cause I'm in a real hurry. <laughs> and I'm like, I will not wash your feet. Yeah, wait, wait, exactly. And they're on their cell phone, right? Well, of course. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anybody who tends to think of themselves as more important, more important than they probably really are. Yeah. I, that rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. I don't live in suburban America. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Cause I don't ever encounter that here. Yeah. That was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think at any given time I have like what you're saying, the, the people whose ideologies are, are not in line with mine that, you know, of course it would be difficult for me to want to wash their feet, to want to serve. But this is a picture, not, well, it is mm, 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 time out. (laughs) I want to say this is like in and among the church, like we should wash each other's feet. So in a way, this is not, I'm going to go find my like worst enemy, you know, outside the church and I'm going to bring my wash basin and wash their feet. Although Jesus did wash Judas's feet. So he, he washed the feet of the person who would betray him. But this, correct me if I'm wrong, like this is among the body, like 
I'm doing this for y'all. You should do this for each other. Right. So I'm going to bring this home, like into my home. I love my husband, but when we fight, I am not running to find a wash, wash basin and Jed's wash got his some feet. nasty feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah. The but no, I mean, I, I'm not just having a hard time with, you know, people I can't reach who live in another state who think differently from me. And, and it's not like we're fighting. So I'm not admitting that right now. But when we do, I know that this scripture is demanding of me, even in that, the person I love the most, yeah. the person I promise to live with for the rest of my life and love, even the person I love the most, I find it hard to wash his feet, you yeah. know, symbolically or, uh, it, you know, just lower myself, yeah. be humble, race to the bottom, all of that. So it's like, <laughs> let alone slay the giants that are out there that I can't reach. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like, just bringing it home, like yeah. in a practical sense, <laughs> day to day life. It's probably true for me too. I mean, if I, if I get the sense that, all right, so I've spent a lot of my life trying to be um, not the most important person in the room because I don't, I've, I don't know. I know I already am, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't need to try that hard for that, but, <laughs> but I've definitely tried to um, be able to hold my own in terms of like thinking and being the smartest person in the room. I want to be the fastest. I want to be the smartest. I want to be... Um, because in my life experience, that is how people gain respect is if you're the fastest person, you're the smartest person, you're the quickest, you're the funniest, you're the whatever ist. uh, that is how people get respect. I respect those people because they're the best leader. They're the whatever. Um, so I, in my experience would say anybody who threatens that Mm. or challenges that I have had a trouble. I've had trouble washing their feet mm-hmm. and that is 100% broken mm-hmm. brokenness in me. It like well-meaning people who just challenged what I think or feel about stuff. I'm like, nah, it's a zero sum game. I win, you lose and <laughs> I'm not washing your feet. But doesn't washing feet by its very nature threaten that as well? Totally. Like, That's why I said I'm I I'm having <laughs> like visceral <laughs> rejection of accepting this like correction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I sat in the service twice and I was like, "This is amazing. This is an amazing message." Uh, when you talked about the word "so," mm-hmm. right? right? You said uh, if he Jesus had authority, so over, he had he authority did this. over everything, and he was he had come from God and would return to God. So so mm. he, he washed this. his disciples' yeah. feet. Yeah. When you said that, I was like. Oh man, that's amazing. Also, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, so I'm sitting there and I, I heard it twice. and I'm like, that's, that's incredible. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. I'm keep moving. Yeah. Because I know that's an area of total brokenness in my life. Um, so yeah, that it is threatening to that. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, Oh, this yeah. is so hard. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why John put it in his gospel. I, I talked about the fact that John, his, his Jesus, his version of Jesus is extremely provocative mm-hmm. through the whole gospel. It's like, look, you're in or you're out. This is not, uh, he's not a palate cleansing, nice little, th- he is, he's, he's provocative. He's yeah. challenging. People leave him. The crowds are divided. I mean, it's, it's like, are you in or you out? Do you believe in him? And so now we come to an act that he says, this is what it's like to follow me. You wash each other's feet. 
And we all recoil a little bit because it's mm -hmm. totally against human nature in mm -hmm. some ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's the sermon I loved to hate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good you know, way of putting like, it. I loved it. I loved when you said uh, one of your mic drop moments. I think you actually have a clip of it. The we're not kings. He wanted followers of Christ across time to remember that the posture of a Christian is not power. It's never power. It's humility. Boom. Yeah, I was a little preacher voicey there, but whatever. Right at the end of that <laughs> sentence, you say we are never kings. We are servants. Right. Regardless of what our earthly status happens to be, we may actually be kings, but we're never kings. We're servants. So we talked a couple weeks ago. I think your dad was here. Um, we were talking about the prosperity gospel and what that means. And in my lifetime, I've heard, I didn't grow up in a church like that, um, but I moved in and out of cultures where I would hear and still to this day hear it preached that we are kings, kids, Oh, you know, yeah, and that yeah, these yeah. things should rightfully be ours because every good and perfect gift comes from, and he wants to bless us with good and perfect gifts. And, and that has just snowballed into this like giant monster we call the prosperity gospel. I wanted to jump out of my seat when you said, we are never kings, we are servants. Jump I, out of your seat and clap or yell. Shout, or? holler. Like as mad? We would, no, no, no. Like, yes. Okay. Like, so like affir affirmation, not, yes. yeah, not jump out of my seat I and preach, leave. Stomp my feet a little, okay, yeah. clap uh -huh. my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you're happy or sad about that. Oh, no. It's, it's this whole, I mean, this is the most, one of the most provocative aspects of the kingdom of God that everything is so upside down mm -hmm. that, that those who humble themselves will be exalted and those who exalt themselves will be humbled. That, mm -hmm. that is, it's backwards. The, the idea that Jesus, because he had authority, he washed their feet. It, it just, it like does not compute. You know, we're yeah. getting like, we're getting like 404 error messages. Yeah. When we try to think about this, we're dividing by zero because it just doesn't make sense in our, in our human, in our human minds. So let me tell you a story. What happened this weekend? It was a really, it was like a really powerful moment for me. And it kind of showed the inverse of this which I think is also really important. I'll explain what I mean in a second. So we had baptisms during the service, during the services here. And I was here at 146th street. So I, sometimes when I'm preaching and we're doing baptisms, I help out by handing out towels. So I'm kind of uh, off to the stage, stage left back behind the baptismal hanging out with towels. And I'm usually goofy and like worshiping and jumping around because I don't care. And I'm sure people see me and wonder what's wrong with me, but I'm not a particularly gifted dancer. Uh, don't be bashful. No, I'm, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> but um, so we have, there's this um, group of three adults with special needs who uh, come to Grace on a regular basis because one of their caretakers, uh, Jen, has been bringing them. She, she brings them and they wanted to go to a church. And so she thought, well, let's go to a church that's nearby. And she just posted this amazing uh, post on her, on her Facebook page today, which is, it's got this very fresh in my mind, but um, she was really concerned initially about, oh man, these guys are going to be so distracting. Um, one of them has Down syndrome. Another one um, has um, some sort of, um, uh, mental disability, which, uh, you know, she, she may be a little bit 
unaware of her, how loud she's being or things that she's doing. Like sweet. One of them is nonverbal, but they're, they're just this, the sweetest people that you could imagine. And um, Jen, when she brought them here, I hope she's okay with me using her name, but uh, she was very nervous that people would kick, kick them out for being distracting or say, you know, we'd really mm-hmm. prefer that you guys not Mm-hmm. not disrupt our worship services. That's what she was expecting. Mm-hmm. So she sat at the very back by the door and was so nervous when one of them started making noise. And anyway, long story short, nobody kicked him out. Obviously that's not really how we are here at Grace. And eventually as they continued to come, people began talking to them and um, getting to know them a little bit. And what she heard over and over again was people saying, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. And then Brad Becky, one of our worship leaders, worship pastors, uh, he met Jen and he was like, oh, we love, we love seeing you guys worship. We love you being there. And unbeknownst to me, I saw them. They happened to sit towards the front and I mm-hmm. saw them worshiping one weekend and I, oh yeah, you were there, Marin. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So we went over and I was saying to her, please always sit in the front yeah. because what you guys bring to us is this uninhibited joy and, and just wonderful, beautiful worship. And cause they get so into it and they're yeah. dancing and their hands are raised and it's like, it's just awesome. So this past weekend, as I was walking in from the lobby after the 4.30 service before 6.15, I saw them coming in and I went over and said, hi, I talked to Jenna. I was like, oh, please sit in the front. We ho- I hope you sit in the front. And she's like, are you sure? I really don't want to. I was like, no, please, please do. And so they were up there in the front, actually right near the baptismal. Uh, and um, the, the man with Down syndrome chose, he wanted to sit in the, like in with amongst other people. So he mm-hmm. was by himself kind of a little bit among a group of mm-hmm. just ordinary congregants, just sitting there together. And so I'm back there. This is all for a purpose. I'm telling you the story, it's building up. So I'm sitting over by the towels behind the baptismal, staring out at the congregation during worship as, as people are getting baptized. And uh, actually there were no baptisms at 6.15, but um, I'm standing there looking out as we're singing worship and I'm we're jumping around and dancing and, all three of them are getting more and more into it. And Jen is <clears throat> sort of dancing with one of the gals and the other gals just sort of, um, she was standing next to Mel, Mel, Mel Boyer, our campus pastor at 146th Street. And, uh, and it was the sweetest thing because whatever Mel was doing, um, you'd see this, this gal doing, she would lift her hands, hands like Mel did or whatever. <clears throat> and then over to, to the right a little bit, I looked and there was um, this, this uh, man who was dancing. He had his hands raised. He was so completely... Uh, uninhibited by any sort of feelings of, of, oh, propriety or shame or anything. Mm -hmm. He just was into it. And what I saw when I watched everyone else watching him were people with their, they had smiles on their faces and they were, uh, they were just, it was, it was beautiful. It was incredible. And, and one person actually came, I think to Mel afterwards with tears streaming down his face and said, why can't I worship like that? Mm. What is it that keeps me from worshiping like that? And at one point um, during, during one of the songs that had a lot of jumping, uh, Mel was there next to one of the gals and they were kind of like jumping. And so I got overcome with, with the need to just join them. <laughs> so I ran over to them and I started jumping and this gal screams at the top of her lungs at just joy. At first That's we were awesome. like, oh no, is she okay? She was, she was screaming for joy. Anyway, all that to say, it was this, beautiful moment to see them worshiping and to see people watching them worshiping and having that influence our congregation. And this is what I realized as I was there, I realized, okay, I was just talking about the fact that those with authority, those at the top of the heap 
have to go down because we're actually the servants in the kingdom. That's, that's how it works. Then I realized the inverse is just as true. And I was looking at the royalty mm. of the kingdom of God. These people that the world says are not of value, that the world says uh, they can't contribute to society. They're not gonna help our economic engine. Like these are not people yeah. that, have very, that are very high on the totem pole here. In, in America, especially. And I realized they are the kings and the queens of the kingdom. Like they are the ones that God delights in so deeply. And it filled me with a sense of awe to realize, okay, that that is what the kingdom is actually all about. And so, yes, I've got a long way to go, to go mm-hmm. down. I've got, a, I've got a lot of humility to place on myself um, but how cool that we can also be a place that dignifies and lifts up those that the world has said have no value. It's, yeah. it's, it's, this is what the kingdom looks like. Mm-hmm. Sorry, long story, but- Beautiful. It, were you going to go the whole show and not mention that story? I was going to bring it up. All right, I was going to bring it up. <laughs> good, that was a good story, man. Anyway, it was cool. And, and the, the, since that happened, we've been- there've been some emails going about, there was, there was Jen's Facebook post about it. And um, it, it's been really cool to be able to say, yeah, this is who grace is. This is the kind of church we are. And I, I, hope, I hope we continue to make progress in that. And I got a little glimpse in my mind, my mind's eye, maybe it was from the spirit, maybe it was my imagination, but I saw um, a dance party breaking out with these three at the center. Mm. And I imagined someday, we're going to get to the point where people will throw down their inhibitions and put aside their dignity and have a dance party with the nobility of the kingdom uh, over there on the side during worship and people will be undignified like David. And I can't Mm -hmm. wait. We'll get there. Yeah. That's awesome. Sounds good to me. All right. I'm going to, I don't, I don't think we're not necessarily turning a corner, but when you were preaching and actually when we were planning for this Wednesday is our prayer gathering and we looked at, well, what's on the calendar before prayer prayer gathering. And well, the sermon right before prayer gathering is going to be about foot washing. So should we um, have some themes that are centered around servanthood? And my question at that time, a couple of weeks ago was, well, what does foot washing look like in modern day society? And then you're going, you know, down through your sermon. And and I, I actually wrote that question out and a couple minutes after that, you answered that question. Could you give us again some practical yeah. examples? You know, because we can talk figuratively all day long about washing feet, but sometimes that gets lost on us. Like mm-hmm. you gave us some pretty nice little snapshots, just ideas to get our brains started in thinking yeah. of what we'd look like if we lived in with a, uh, what'd you say? A wash basin mindset. Yeah, a towel, towel and basin, basin mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I would- hardly call this list comprehensive. This was just a brain dump of ideas that mm-hmm. were just coming to my mind. Um, I said something like, uh, you know, what if it looked like giving away a chunk of our hard-earned cash to people who um, who are going through a tough spot right now, even if it was their own dumb decisions that put them there? Uh, what would it look like if, it, if you, you know, washed your roommate's bathroom, cleaned your roommate's bathroom? Tyler, not, not a oh, huge man. fan of that one. <laughs> Uh, well, I just remember the roommates I used to have. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one idea I said to students specifically, I said, students, what if it looked like um, spending, risking your own reputation to spend time with that, that awkward, uh, weird, isolated kid that nobody wants to talk about, that nobody likes, like nobody wants to be with. That, mm. 
-hmm. That's risky. I mean, that, that is really a dying to yourself in, you know, in middle school or high school. I said, uh, for people in the office, like continuing to stay in the room and have a conversation with that, that talkative, annoying coworker that can't take a hint that you've got more important things to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I've had people, uh, (laughs) mention that, that one, that one hit home for me because I mm. there's definitely that person in my office. So, and uh, if it didn't hit home, you probably are that person. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably true. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I had a couple others. Were there any others that you remember that I didn't mention? Uh, I, I said something about serve at the care center instead of relaxing at home. That's mm-hmm. kind of a not meaning to guilt trip people, but that's a really obvious one where you can actually set aside what you want, which is to rest and relax for the sake of serving other people. Well, it's, it's basically looking at someone else and saying, what would they want me to do for them right now? I think that's all it is. It's like the awkward kid at school. All he wants is me or someone to go sit next to him or talk to him. That's all he wants. So it's living in the mindset of like, what does that person want? You can imagine. I mean, you, you can imagine someone else's perspective and say, okay, there's somebody sitting by themselves or there's somebody talking too much. What do those people want of someone like me? The person who's talking too much just wants to be heard, maybe. So yeah. I'm going to sit here and listen. Yeah. Or the it pers- changes the way I react to things. Like if I don't know what that person wants, because yeah. oftentimes I don't, let's say there's another scenario where there's this point in the road where you can choose to argue something because your just righteous indignation is just getting all riled up or you can choose yeah. to, as you said, set aside our robe, wrap a towel around our waist. You know, I can choose at that, at that point in the road. Okay. I'm, I'm going to lay my pride aside. I'm not going to argue this point or I'm not going to make a big deal out of this thing, you know, and serve in that way. That person might never know that I did that. Right. That's within myself, you know, um, just choosing to humble myself, I guess, lower myself mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds easy enough. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, thanks for the message. Yeah. Um, thanks to John for writing it down and thanks the, to the to the church for continuing yeah, to pass it on so that we can have it. is something that you need more than 24 hours to figure out how it applies, I think. So here's the good news. Uh, the next three weeks likely will all form a pretty cool, cohesive whole uh, in this series because there are a lot of things that link these stories and these moments together. Spoiler alert. Well, yes, indeed, because I'm actually, <laughs> the big spoiler is I'm bringing foot washing back in week four. Oh yeah. Say what? Because- what you mean like promise keepers? Yeah. <laughs> like Justin Timberlake, bring foot, foot yeah. washing back? Isn't Everybody that, foot washes Isn't that a song? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. I'm bringing we're, foot washing back. Yeah. Cause we're taking it to, <laughs> we're taking it to a pretty crazy level in the fourth week when Jesus prays for his disciples and asks God to make us the church, the disciples and those who would come after them unified as he and the father are unified, which and this was what Tyler, this is what got you I know. thinking oh, how no. in the world are we supposed to be unified? And, um, little hint, it has something to do with radical self-giving love. And I wonder if there's anything that we could look at in the vicinity of that passage that might give us some hints. So 
Probably not. It's foot washing. Oh yeah. It's foot washing. <laughs> yeah. But you'll see. Well, thanks again. Um, what, what's on for next week? What are we doing? The sermon? Yeah. Uh, next week, dad will be talking about uh, Jesus, the true vine, talking about right. abiding in Christ, where Jesus tells his disciples, I'm the, I'm the true vine and you are the branches. And Wait, I thought that was Tim. It's dad. Okay. I think. <laughs> well, we should look. Yeah, I think it's dad. And then the next week is dad also talking about um, the Holy Spirit, specifically what Jesus tells his disciples about the Holy Spirit, because um, they're terrified and, you know, they don't know what's about to happen. They still can't wrap their minds around the idea of Jesus dying. And mm. he's like, guys, I just washed your feet. Don't you get it? Anyway, they didn't get it. And so he is trying to comfort them by explaining to them that there will be another, there will be a, an advocate. There will be a guide, mm. which will be Christ in them, AKA the Holy Spirit. And so he, he sets that up a little bit. So it's a little less in the vein of, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, a little less in the vein of spiritual gifts and, uh, you know, tongues of fire and more in the vein of an inner source of Christ's presence. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's where we're going. I think it'll be really interesting. And I think it all ties together in some good ways. All right. Well, one last thing to talk about guys. So as you know, maybe you don't know, but March madness, basketball sports happening in a week, right? A week from Thursday is when March Madness kicks off, where there's 64 basketball teams competing for glory, right? And so we talked about this a couple months ago, and then we've been working on it ever since, but I want, this is very important, listeners. This is for you. Be sure to tune in next week because we are launching the Bible character brackets from uh, we're working on the name, but uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's basically March Madness, but instead of basketball, Bible <laughs> characters without Jesus. So, what we're gonna do? Just the Bible characters that never met Jesus. Right. Is that the no? Can you, no. Will you? Explain? You gotta explain it. Uh, yeah. So here's what we want. Here's what we're doing. I had the idea that I I think we've talked a lot about how we. Um, as a church want to increase everybody's biblical literacy is how we put it around here where, and I'm, I'm super guilty of this because I've been the one writing this or creating this bracket. And there's a ton of Bible characters and stories that I just do not know. I'm not aware of. And so we're like, how can we do this? And how can we do this in a fun way? And I thought, what if we made a tournament where people could vote on quote unquote, the greatest Bible character. So, There's That's why Jesus can't be in it because it's Jesus, not he would win. win. Like, he come would on, too easy. Jesus, everything. Too easy. Jesus would definitely win. All right. <laughs> so there's 64 Bible characters that starting next Tuesday will be open for voting every day of the week, starting Tuesday, going until the next Monday. You will have a chance to vote one uh, per round. So the first round there will be 32 matchups. Second round, 16 matchups. Eight, four, two, one. Um, Brilliant. And yeah, this is just a fun way to do it. And tune in next week because we're going to preview it. We're going to talk about it and then we're going to launch it. And then you're going to have a chance to vote to determine who the greatest Bible character is. Can you give us an example? Uh, Yes. So an example (laughs) might be, I'm not saying that this is the actual example, but if Paul and Moses 
Ooh. Whoa. And you had to decide who is the greatest Bible character. And I gave you some criteria. So like impact, what kind of impact did they have? Uh, what was their quality of faith like in God? What, how inspiring were they at the time? How inspiring are they now? And then like some key scriptures. If I gave you that, could you decide who was the greatest Bible character? Tyler, you have been studying a lot and, and writing these things. Yes. And you think off the top of your head, who who would be one of your favorite, more obscure Bible characters that is uh, going to appear on this epic bracket? <laughs> uh, I didn't know who Priscilla was. Okay. Ooh. So She's awesome. Yeah. I learned all about her. Nice. So I'm pulling for her. There's going to be, <laughs> hopefully there's a lot of like underdog upsets in this, but. Um, you know, you know, Priscilla was the bomb when it was mentioned Priscilla. Oh yeah. And Aquila, her husband. Yeah. She came <laughs> like first. in I, ancient I literature. That. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's also like Elisha versus Elijah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're facing they're off. Facing off in the first round. Oh man. I know. I know. That's crazy. Elisha so, wins. Forget March Madness. This is Christian <laughs> craziness. Hey, that's what we're calling it. Uh, yeah, so I hope not. Gonna, that's awful. <laughs> uh, that's what we're going to do next week, guys. Every day next week, we're going to open up the votes and uh, you're going to have a chance to decide. So this will start a lot of conversations. I've already, for the people that I've already told about this, they're like, how could you rank Moses? Whatever. Every character is ranked or they seated. Have a seed. Yeah. yeah, every character is seated. And um, yeah. So, we'll okay, this goes. I haven't thought about this till now. Is it possible for people to fill out brackets and, sure. and compete? How does we're gonna, that work? We're going to put and a like bracket. Put it up on their cubicle. Yep. Betweensundays.us. You can print out an empty bracket at the oh beginning God. of the week if you want. <laughs> yeah. You can fill it out for yourself and predict. Um, yeah, we'll have all the, we'll have all the stuff. Betweensundays.us. Oh we'll have all the stuff for you. Who do you guys predict Tuesday. final four? Or do you need some time to think about Let's it? Let's talk about this next week. All right. We're all right, see all right. the bracket. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've never done March Madness in my life. <laughs> I, Just pick the pick the the Bible characters with the best colors. That's what people do for March Madness. <laughs> I like the I like the one's a ram and one's a blue devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I I've only ever just randomly chosen yeah, exactly. people on March Madness. I don't know anything yeah. about. So this should be a lot of fun. Next week, we'll talk all about it. We'll do a preview. We'll talk about some of our favorite matchups and uh, yeah, just see how it goes. Super cool. Yeah. But until then. No. What? We should give <laughs> mention to the devotional. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, you want to do that? Do you want to do that for us? Um, I think that you are a better communicator than I am overall. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but no, I, I wait. Emily's I, right here. Emily is it possible is right for her here. to come on mic and it just talk to us? It is not possible. <laughs> Emily, would you join us to give us a little taste? Welcome everyone. Of what you can experience? Pod prod. for the next four weeks. Can you put some sound effects of applause? Yay! <laughs> that is way too loud. Hey everybody, coming in Emily. late. Emily, Emily O'Connor, everybody. Hi. Pod prod. Pod prod here. All right, so, so what's going on? Yeah, so um, I have written a devotional content that goes along with the Last Supper um, lessons from the Last Supper, our current sermon series. And so it's kind of the purpose is to really prepare us as we move toward Easter um, in just cultivating a sense of um, gratitude and awe at Jesus' resurrection and what that Hmm. actually means for our lives and the implications of that. So um, yeah, it'll be every day during the month of March. And um, 
Like I said, it'll go along with the weekend sermons, but it's also going to have elements of Sacred Rhythms by Ruth Haley Barton, which we've talked about a little bit on the podcast. So each week is a different um, like spiritual discipline or rhythm that you get to practice for that week. And where can people find it? People can find it on Grace's app. So um, I think if you just like go to your app store and search Grace Church, Indiana. Yeah. Um, you can find the app if you don't already have it. And mm-hmm. you should, if you have the app, you should be getting notifications every morning. Um, Unless you disable them. Yeah. So you should. Which nobody would ever do that. You would enable them now. You would enable them. Um, Marion, you know how, can you walk us through how to enable the <laughs> notifications for the Grace app? Okay. <laughs> Let me just be straight with y'all. Mm-hmm. I was on my actual computer this morning because the phone and I are not getting along <laughs> yeah. today. The phone's not going well. So I and heard. I saw the like notification on Facebook. What do we, what did you call it? Um, the name of the devotional pursuing change. Yeah. Yeah. So they grace church on Facebook had posted, Hey, click this link and go check out. But it's not on the website. It's not on the grace church website. website. No, it is only available by app. It is only available by app. Sneaky. Yeah. So then I did go and check it out on the app and I had already told you, spoiler alert. I read today's devotional and, um, you, you were talking about walking backwards through your day at mm-hmm. the end of the day and asking God to come and just bring healing to places earlier in the day. Or as you said, uh, to wash those, okay, Lord, where did I, where did I go wrong here? And how could I have done that better? And helping you be better prepared for the things you'll encounter the next day, how the Holy Spirit can meet you in those moments. And maybe you can do it better than you did the day before. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, be more that, aware. Yeah. It's um, yeah. This week is self-examination. So that's kind of what that is to just walk back through your life and allow Jesus to wash you and kind of serve you. Like you were talking about Barry. These are fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Day well one, really, and I already really love it. Thanks. Well yeah. done. Emily, why, why did you decide to do this? First of all, I think that sometimes we can lose sight um, of what Easter actually means for hmm. us. And so I just wanted to do something that would help people mentally and emotionally prepare um, to experience like actually how profound it is, Jesus' resurrection, Mm -hmm. Um, just walk us up to that point. The other part is, I think it's just um, a cool tool to continue implementing lessons from the weekend sermon. I think Mm -hmm. it's easy to just hear it Sunday or Saturday and carry on with your life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think this is um, hopefully a good way to continue implementing different parts of what we learned on the weekend and carry those habits in for the rest of our lives, hopefully. So right in Easter, you could say that these devotionals are between, between Sundays. Wow. (laughs) Meta. How meta. (laughs) Even more between. Cool tools. Emily, thank you. Yeah. All right. That wraps up today's episode. Marin, will you please, for the love, send us out. <laughs> you are really ready to go. No, I feel like every time I'm Would like, all right, please? let's wrap this up. Marin's like, wait! <laughs> <laughs> Would you just do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God? And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday, I guess. <laughs>